Yeah, Usher could do it, but he's he's right now he's. Well, what about Good Kisser? Good Kisser's about giving head. That's not a romantic song, <laughs> man. Come on. <laughs> what do you think he's kissing, John? Right. Oh my God. <laughs> sex, sex, sex. You guys are obsessed. <laughs> Welcome to the B side. Scoop, Isaac, Jahan, Arthur, the music snows. This is episode 37 of the Music Snobs podcast. My name is Arthur, your lead voice, and I am joined as always by my co-hosts, Scoop, Isaac, and Jahan. Valentine's Day 2015. Today on the Music Snobs, we're going to examine love in modern hip-hop and R&B. Does it exist? Does it? <laughs> that's that. I guess that, to me, that's the overall question. But I think that's what that's what Drake and The Weeknd and Jane, I mean... You think they'd argue that point? I don't think they would argue that point. I think that's what they're trying to do. Childish? I think they're trying to... I think, I think they're trying to make... To a part... You know, I think they're trying to make love songs in some degree. No, you let's make it let's make it simple. Let's pretend, go back in our minds and pretend that we're in high school or whatever and it's Valentine's Day week and you want to put together a tape playlist. We've had this conversation before. For, fuck your, tapes. for your <laughs> together the fuck tapes. Bottom line, we've had this conversation before. <laughs> Oh wow. man, I was Let's trying to be to so it. eloquent no, dude. and so Let's get to it. Wow. <laughs> it's trying to keep it so PG. Listen, because <laughs> it may not just be about that. No, I get you. About, I get you before the moment. You putting together a a, a a a set of music for your woman or your girl if you're in high school. Your your who you who you going with? You starting at least ten years back. I'm saying in 2015. You don't have can any current do songs. You don't have any current songs on your on your pod on, so on your we iPod. So if we go to if we go to our two 16 year old sons and say, look, they got, what, what are y'all gonna put on this for your? They got nothing. They got what they got. They they going back to they. Can we borrow some of your music, Dad? <laughs> That's what they're going on. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's just different, man. I mean, it's just different in their context. They got like Jesse Boykins the third. Jenaiko. But that's not love, though. Jahan, that's not love. Well, to them it is. It's not always like that. That Ray J joint, I hit it first. It's not always like that. I beg to differ a little bit. And I think that to bring this back to the question that, that Arthur's, you know, I don't even know if Arthur got a chance to pose it. Yeah, he, might, he may not have. <laughs> we, stepped running, we, stepped, we, stepped, we stepped all over. Right? <laughs> right, right, right. We're talking about Kim and Ray J tapes and everything. <laughs> okay, so the question that was posed was... Uh, Look or was not posed is looking at Kanye West's 808s and Heartbreaks, going from there all the way to Childish Gambino's Kawhi, which was released, I think, at the I think maybe about three months ago, probably in the fall, fall of 2014. If you look at these two albums, which one of these albums represents love in modern hip hop and R&B the best? And I guess that based on the last two minutes, we kind of need to take a step back and argue whether there is love in modern you know hip-hop and rb i would say yes and i would say that just to kick this off that 808s kind of starts that conversation for me there was a sea change at that moment 
that's led us to where we are right now and, and, and led to Childish's Kawhi. I'm in love in you, way I want it to. See, I want to move, but can't escape from you. So I keep it low, keep a secret code, so everybody else don't have to know. See, I don't think it changed love music as much as it changed music itself. I think 808 is one of those situations where music, if you look at the landscape of music, especially popular music, has changed because of that from a production standpoint. Everybody's kind of co-opted what Kanye did at that point. But from the aspect of love, I, I kind of get it, but I don't see where that impact is translated to soul and, and R&B music. Because to me, soul and R&B music used to be about love. I don't know what the fuck it's about right now. Well, could it be, though, that in 2015, again, going back to that same uh, example, our sons would put hip-hop on their, the, the song that they're going to, quote-unquote hip-hop, because Kawhi, you could argue, is hip-hop slash R&B slash pop. Okay, but once again, like I said, told Jahan off-air, I, I, I don't want to get into the trap of saying one song keeps... A, a, a topic alive or keeps that there's nothing childish or Kanye can do to say that 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 they're saving the entire aspect of love in black music it has to be done on a bigger scale it has to be done by more than one artist it's not being done we have to search to find I think where the quote unquote love is in our own music and if we're just pulling out Kanye and, and childish from a hip hop standpoint name some more man well let's let's look at 808s is and this is when I, you know, when looking at this topic, it kind of hit me. Is 808's the last concept album in hip hop to be made about love? I mean, you're not gonna no. find that many anyway. No, like you're saying, Isaac, Childish Gambino's just done it. Cowie is a love concept album, and but Jahan, you and I, I forgot. Damn, I'm blanking out. Um, that's what happened when you turn 50. Who's the artist out of LA? We, you and I, had a conversation about him about Terrace Martin. 12. Terrace Martin. Huh? Thank you. There you go. Thank you, Jahan. See, that's a young mind working. <laughs> yeah, everything everything Terrace has done is a love concept album. Well, I mean, the Foreign Exchange. The Foreign Exchange put out uh, Leave It All Behind in 2008. Right. That's a, that's, that's got a lot of love songs on there. Even right. even the most recent, Love and Flying right. Colors. So it exists. It's not it's not on, uh, you know, uh, uh, GCI, yeah, but, but nothing, it's Nothing there. about love is on GCI. <laughs> This is all about the club. I, no, yeah, I love the club. I love, you know, bitches on poles. I love but my I'm saying, son. Not, you know, but you I get love it. money. I mean, now, I'm saying thing, it, it ain't critical mass. The, but are we talking about love? And it's because to me... Romantic love. Right, romantic love. Because I say, if, if, if you talk okay, about romance, just love, right. Because I'm like, people love money. Mm-hmm. And that's what's coming through <laughs> in the music right now. They love fame. They love shine. They love money. You know. Yeah. That, But the, but there's but the, but the love I think we're talking about that, that was, to me, the foundation of R&B slash soul, even hip hop to a, to a larger degree, you know, I don't think it exists anymore. You know, not I'm not saying when I say exists, I'm not saying it's extinct. I'm just saying it doesn't exist in the standpoint where it can overshadow or come in or even compete with the general music that we're hearing from every genre. And that, and that goes beyond just black music. I mean, if you go into even country music and how it's changed and become more contemporary. The, the love aspect is not there you know if you go into rock music you know the 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 aspect of love is it's the the romantic the romantic love i mean the, the last coldplay album yeah where chris is lamenting over his divorce with um uh paltrow Gwyneth. Right. right 
Well, has that uh, has those themes there? Okay, but, that, but that's arguably that's the catalyst for the album. Okay, but let's say let's go to Spoon's new album. I'm not sure how much of it is the music's fault though, right? I mean, like everything, everything nowadays is sold in a hypersexualized way, whether it's music or clothes or whatever. But even even just focusing on the music, like 10, 20 years ago, it's not like sex was absent from the lyricism. It's not like you know it, it wasn't there. It may not have been. As overt, though, I guess, you know, maybe nowadays it's a little bit more, well, a lot more in your face. No, I, I agree with that. And I think that that was the kind of um, dovetails of the point I was about to make is that because, I mean, really, let's, you know, we're talking about R&B and soul music. I know we're talking about all genres, but really, let's, you know, we're focusing on R&B and soul music. Yeah. That's what I think is hurting us the most is the fact that, like Jahan just said, our specifically our R&B artists, they're not releasing songs, you know, in mass. I'm talking about the mainstream in mass that deal with romance first, you know, sex second. The sex first, romance a distant, you know, second, probably mm-hmm. way down on the list behind a bunch mm-hmm. of other things. So I feel, I agree with you, Scoop, that one song cannot make a difference. I think something did get started with 808s because that was like the first time in a long time I can remember a concept album being built around the idea of love by a hip-hop artist. Right. What happened, though, last year, at the end of the tail end of last year, kind of gave me a lot of hope, and that was the release of uh, Childish's Sober. Now, this is a song, obviously, where he's singing, um, but it, you know, it comes from a hip-hop context of we gonna, if we can consider him a hip-hop artist, first and foremost, and then probably R&B slash pop. This is like one of the first songs I've heard in a very, very long time. First of all, it's a great track. It's one of my, probably my favorite single, 2014. But it's one of the first songs I've heard in a long time, which speaks about romantic love and an upbeat, you know, positive, you know, he's just going, he's crazy about this chick. What's your problem? Cause I know it's hard sometimes. Maybe just give it some time. Oh, honey, now, girl, we can solve them. If you'll just give me some time, I can open up your mind. If you let it shine, you can free your mind. But now I'm so It's a beautiful track. It's a dance track, kind of, right. kind of a little bit more mid-tempo, but it's a, it's a it's a it's a banger, and that to me is a maybe a sign of something good to come. So I agree with you. One track can't make a difference, but I think this and then the rest well, of Kawhi is a good indication that we may be about to turn the corner. Okay, we're just talking about young artists at this standpoint, right? Because I don't want to dismiss somebody. Well, we're, like, talk, we're talking about these two albums, but you know, almost as but in a greater context of what's going on. Because I don't want to dismiss stuff that like. You know what 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 Letty's been doing as mm-hmm. far as singing is concerned. I definitely don't want to dismiss Kim because if you take an artist like Kim, Kim has stayed true to being love song, love song. Right. That's been his whole thing, and he released mm-hmm. a new album here this year. And and, and and the song to me, it's you. Mm-hmm. That's a typical that's just like Kim a, song. Yeah, you're right though. That's because uh, we're talking. We're not talking about that's adult contemporary. But that's what I'm saying. Yeah. There's a difference because which, that's why I wanted to yeah. specify. It exists, it exists on the it, fringes. Right, it yeah. exists, but it exists. Bilal's it, last album with Love Surreal right. in 2013. And even Bilal skews younger, I think, than maybe he skews Kim younger. He, he skews younger. But I want to be specific on what we're talking about because I don't want to dismiss what a lot of other artists are doing in the R&B and soul category. Yeah, we're category. talking about younger because that's why right. I said what would our, our kids put on their right. you know, uh, playlist for their girl you know, uh, on Valentine's Day weekend. So yeah, we are talking about 
the artists who are speaking mm-hmm. to this current generation. Well, let's go Beyonce. Beyonce now and then drops in a, a quote unquote love song. It's 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 something I think our kids can adapt to, but I don't know if they look at it as it's a drunken love. No, I'm talking about like EXO. Nah, because that was probably that was maybe the the second worst track on that album. I don't. Them not talking, that's that's all subjective. I'm talking about we can't just because you don't like it. Somebody like I'm saying it's still being done, and that's still a love song from her, right? Yeah, that's all I'm saying. So but you, that, at, I mean, but I'm like, what's her biggest statement though? Like her statement is "Drunk in Love." That's what she's about right now. Yeah, right. So I got it's that. like, yeah, that, EXO that is on the album. Her. Yeah, that's what defines her. EXO is on the album, but that's not what she's really saying. I get what you're saying, but I don't want an artist like this. One, the song was still released. Two, I don't want it to get to the fact that we're talking about this and not acting like somebody at the top of this food chain of artists that our kids can relate to is not at least trying to do love songs. Yeah, no, I mean, I, I get what you're saying. I'm saying that it's just it's, it's a matter of um, degrees. What she's putting out there, her main statement, overshadows EXO so much that if you ask the average person, they probably would forget EXO is even on that album. Mm-hmm. Not just because they don't like it, like you said, that's subjective. But I'm saying, drunk in love, uh, you're no angel. Uh, uh, you're the only um, one I love. The one, uh, the slow jam the only- that starts out with "Let me put this ass on you," which I love that song. Right. Dope, dope track. Rocket. Yeah, rocket. Even Beyonce, when she's speaking about romantic love, it starts with fucking. You know what I'm saying? It right. basically. And not that there's anything like Seinfeld. Not that there's anything wrong with that. <laughs> right. but, <laughs> but you know what I'm saying? We're talking about. Where is the uh, I'm still You know Still waiting on you You know what I'm saying Them songs don't exist You know what I'm saying now So that's why I'm like Okay Maybe to me Again You know This the hopeful The hopefulness in me There was a nice little Beacon of light shining At the end of 2014 With the release of Sober That I'm hoping Oh We might be about To turn a corner on something So is there a small definition Or difference in definition Between love and romanticism Because I think Arthur Kind of touched on that Because can these songs be looked at or can we say there's any romantic music being done for this generation in the genre of R&B and soul? In my opinion, not really. Okay. It's like, what are you going to play at your wedding? Like, if you had a wedding, if you had to pick a song from the last year, even two years, to play at your wedding, what you going to play? And you're getting married at the age <laughs> in front of, of your parents. You know, in front of your parents. <laughs> and, you're, no, and, you know, and you're 25 years old. Right. Listen, you're 25 yeah, exactly, years old. Right, exactly. Right, right, right. You, you have to pick a song. Well, I was at a wedding last year where the first dance was Miguel's Adorn. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, yeah. Fast yeah, track. Is. Yeah, yeah. I give you that. Yep. But then again, he's also got songs like Let Me Get You Drunk So We Can Have Sex. <laughs> right. <laughs> But in the context of what Isaac just said about Beyonce, the song that defines Miguel is a song like Adorn. So just because yeah, he absolutely. recorded it doesn't mean, yeah, you absolutely. know, but once again, that's still one song. And and I don't, you know, Miguel, yes, will try to do something. Well, I think there's still people doing it. You know, Jesse Ware, Jesse Boykins III, Janae Aiko, like I said earlier, maybe even Miguel, who attach a more romantic aesthetic to what they do. But But yeah, I do agree that maybe 20 years ago, the primary focus or 30 years ago the primary focus was love in music with sex as kind of like mentioned in there maybe even as a subtext or or acts like prince when they did it it was so kind of like it was so shocking because no one else did it to be that overt that kind of got him a lot of notoriety but now now it's just like the norm now it's just every day i mean i, I would even throw into that to to add on to that that it's gotten to the point now where they're just getting specific about a body part. 
You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. The booty is like the number one. Jennifer Lopez's track that she just released with uh, Iggy Azalea on it. I mean, it's just like, look at, I mean, I don't even know if she took time to, if anybody took time to write any lyrics. It's no. just like, look at my booty. That's right. the, that's, that's the gen, the basis of this song. Well, you take Nikki's Anaconda. And the basis of the video. So it's <laughs> like, at this point, we aren't even being poetic about it or, you know, cause, cause you know, all the way back to whenever, you know, 50s, 60s, but even further back, they've written poetically about sex. You know what I'm saying? It's about, it's, it's always been about that to some degree, but there was some subtle, there was some type of, you know, effort put into it. Now it's just like, look at my booty. Sex sales. Mm-hmm. And I want to be as corny as that, but this is, this is where it applies itself to this conversation. Sex is always so, I think you have to be overt. You have to be overt on a whole nother level now to sell. Yeah, you do. Because sex just ain't selling. You got to basically come out, like I said, with the body part. Because nothing shocks you anymore. Because of the internet, because of cable television, you have to get directly to the point and find some way to get graphic in order to grab an audience now. Genuine question, because I don't really buy hard copy CDs anymore, but do they still put the parental advisory sticker on the CDs? Do they do that? Oh, sure. Yeah. Yeah. Or do they just think like now everything's offensive, so why no, bother? Still, 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 right, right. <laughs> right. No, they, they, should, just, they should put a safe sticker right. out there. No, they just moved the needle, <laughs> yeah. but it's still governed by a governing body. The FCC still has to. Nobody's okay. there. But you, was, could, you could go to that office and it's true. empty. So that's <laughs> the question. You know, it, it, it may get airplay, it may get video play, but is it translate into sales? Yeah. It's getting YouTube hits. Well, sure. Yeah. Vivo and hits. Is that translating anything to the to the artist? Probably oh, no. not. Maybe. So maybe this probably, age is out. Well, maybe. Let's bring this in. It's probably harder if we get into the core of this conversation to sell love as an individual package mm-hmm. as opposed to selling love as a complete package wrapped around not one single. You get what I'm saying? Because now this, this is a single driven market right now. So like you're saying, it's all about YouTube or Vivo and all this. And so it's not about an album concept anymore. So now in order for you to make a hit, to make a splash, to get some eyes on what you're doing and ears on what you're doing, right. you have to sell something more than just love. Something more than just romantic. You got to wrap it up. Something. And that's why I went so to that's where, right. The Weeknd, like The right. Weeknd's album. But even just a single situation, it's like, how are you going to be able to make an impact in this game the way it is now by selling romance? No, I- as a, as a single, not as an album, as a single, has romance in music become boring? I'm gonna be honest, Kim and a lot of these other artists you mentioned bored the hell out of me. Like mm-hmm. I don't, I cannot. When I'm in the car, turn it on, whatever you know, the XM satellite station is. It's not you know the booty music. It's like I just, I'm like, damn, most of these songs are boring. You know what I'm saying? So maybe that's because you're in your car. Try it in the bedroom. <laughs> It's romantic stuff we're talking about, dude. You're talking about listening you to You don't know car. what I do in my car. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit, I know I ain't sitting down in the passenger seat no more. <laughs> TMS after dark. But no, I think it comes down to how it's packaged. You know, like you were talking about singles. What Kanye did with 808s, remember, I think Love Lockdown was the first single mm-hmm. off that album, which was kind of like a club track, but, you know, context was love you know and it it fit right in with the story he was telling throughout throughout that album then heartless i think came so it's the the packaging there's and maybe it is that you know it just takes a whole lot like you said a lot more creativity right now to talk about That's love like, and make yes. it sell, sell. um like 808s did right in, in, in there because drake a bunch of other artists were influenced by 808s you know what i'm saying that started a wave of but it didn't start a movement you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. To, your, to your point. It started a couple artists and really shaped some of what they were doing, but it didn't start a movement. So to kind of throw a counterpoint to what I said earlier, I like the fact that Sober dropped. I really like what that may mean. But also, if nothing happens after that, I wouldn't be shocked because really 
808s didn't change the landscape like I thought it would when it dropped in 2008. Mm-hmm. The two biggest selling albums of this year, and I know I'm, I'm, I'm jumping uh, genres of music, but Taylor Swift and Frozen. At the core of Frozen, that's actually an album that came out in 2013, but it still sold so much here. Right. Is Frozen, a, is that a love story? For little kids, yeah. Hmm? For little cho- for small children, yes. Okay, but it still is a love story. I mean, it's right, not right, 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 right. It's about two sisters and the love that the younger sister has for the older sister. How right. many times okay. have you seen it, Arthur? Plenty. <laughs> right, there you go. But, and the same thing, you know, Taylor has a lot of love-centered stuff on her album. But mm-hmm. I, why is that seem to be translating in... To sales? In their music and not really translating in ours. Because it's, it's sugary pop. I think that you can get away with that in sugary, co- sugar-coated pop. More so. man, Adele did the same thing a couple years before. She put an album out in what 2011. Mm-hmm. It turned out to be the biggest selling record of 2012. Mm-hmm. Right, because that yeah, was but making it, noise. But it, but did it started, but it did start a movement though. You know what I'm saying? That's I think that's the point I keep coming back to, and I, I give you know Scoop's comment a lot of credit because I'm like, yeah, did it? What did happen after that? You know what I'm saying? Did it change things? Right. It changed things for Adele. Right. Um, but did it change it things, things for for the music, for the music right. as a whole? It now, right. And it's making me wonder how it's crazy how ubiquitous music is right now because of the internet because of you, we you know we listen on our phones and all these apps but it's so much it's so much harder now to make a change mm-hmm. a sea change now than it was 20 years ago you know what mm-hmm. i'm saying it's mm-hmm. like when is the last time things really changed you know what mm-hmm. i'm saying in music when is the last time something just shifted the whole conversation yep. but doesn't andre 3000s have some credit in this from a hip hop standpoint maybe so Absolutely. That, that, yeah. it, that it can be done and it can sell. Yeah, Even but win a Grammy. Right. It, it kind of. Yeah, but interestingly, these guys didn't come out after Andre. They came out after Kanye. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. there's a huge, what was that, 2000 to 2008. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, man. But you know, they're just like different evolutionary steps, right? In romantic hip hop. You might have had Farsight, De La, Andre, Kanye, Drake, Childish, you know, like that. But um, but let, let's not forget the videos as well, right? For 808s and Heartbreaks, they were quite they were quite impactful. They got a lot of airplay, especially Heartless. You know, the animated one that was quite unique, and then also the beautiful black and white video for Paranoid with Rihanna. That was just like she's just gorgeous in that Exhibit A in the case that Rihanna should be a model, not a singer. <laughs> <laughs> but I like the track. You know, the track to me is this dog mm-hmm. track, nice synth chords in there it's got good vibe Streetlights my favorite song my favorite track on the album you know I hate to bring it back here but let's bring Robin Thicke into the conversation and here's a guy you talk about vulnerability and singing about love and begging and all this after, other. after you basically demasculated I know emasculated I'm, I'm still demasculated it's, it's still <laughs> the same thing him but, but my thing goes back to talent like and not being able to execute because he did the same thing that Marvin Gaye tried to do in a sense and couldn't pull it off because he's not that artist mm-hmm you know what I'm saying? But at least he made, in the context of this conversation, there was an attempt to be made mm-hmm, mm-hmm. about doing something romantic and trying to woo your girl back and all this, that, and the other. It was just and a failed called, execution. he got called a punk for it. Right, he was, because he didn't <laughs> execute it correctly. So you're saying if he would have called the album Paula like he did, all the track titles are the same, but the music and everything, it was just better. No, no, Every no. song was Yeah, better. if it was, look. Well, in a sense, I mean, in a sense, the Paula album, Robin Thicke tried to do with the Paula album what Coldplay did with Ghost stories. Yeah, make an album about a broken relationship, Mm. and and Coldplay pulled it off. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, they pulled it off. Okay, let's let's do this. Let's take that album 
and give it to Chris Brown and what happens? Which album? Robin Thicke's album. Same concept, give it to Chris Brown and what happens? Now we're talking about something that's right at the center of R&B. He gets, he gets mad on the last track, says F it, and slaps it. <laughs> I don't want you back. I'm better off without you. Slaps the engineer. Right, right. right. Title that's, song is yeah. Psych. Right, right. Last track, Psych. psych. I, I changed my mind. <laughs> Sings over a No Vaseline sample. But no, because it real would, could, like somebody like Chris Brown. I don't know. Chris dude, Brown could, 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 he, he could, could he pull, pull that off? He could pull off a redemptive album. Man, he, you know what? He, he had, could pull off he a had, redemptive album. He had my second, Define China come out in 2013, 2014. Late 2013, Okay, November. I'm going to call it 2014. Yeah, yeah. It's, uh, yeah. That was my second favorite track. It was a romantic song. Yes. You know what I'm saying? It was, it was. like, this, when he finished, he stepped back in the door. You was like, come on, man. Yeah. One of the greatest lines yeah. I've heard in a long time. Yeah. It's a great, great record. <laughs> it's a great record. You know, but, 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 answer, but answer question, do you think he could pull... Like I'm not putting I don't want to put too much on him Because there's still ushers out there And there's still There's still other females No he can't I mean when has he ever demonstrated No No Okay No no I, w- I would very much doubt His ability to pull off A redemptive concept album I mean Firstly when has he ever Shown himself dedicated To a particular concept He's not that type of artist Right That's one thing And secondly They blew it with Fine China You know he had a chance Nothing else on that album Sounds like Fine China You know it's like If they wanted a concept In terms of sound Like Justin They just abandoned it After Fine China Because it You know it didn't do As well as they wanted it to do Because they didn't market it Right way Or it wasn't for their demographic Or whatever You know to do a concept album Of of like any kind There's You know to have To come up with an overriding theme You gotta believe in that You know you gotta be passionate It's a passion project Really, a concept album. I agree with that. Mm. Right. You got to own it. Stem to stern. It's not just a collection of songs. I don't, I mean, I, I, there's nothing I've seen from him or his ilk that has demonstrated an interest in that direction. So, who's going to do it, though? Maybe Justin. Where's Justin sitting all this? I mean, I mean, you know, Justin kind of sort of, you know, almost did with the 2020 experience but that was more of a sort of concept in in sound and approach rather than lyrical or thematic i i hate to say this but i mean i think usher of the people that you're mentioning of the kind of demographic you're looking at i think usher probably came the closest with confessions and you know that was that was like tied to a time in his life a very public shameful kind of time in his life where everybody knew what was going on so maybe it was easier to sort of say all right well here you go that's it's almost like that's his here, my dear, in a way. God, I, I can't believe I said that. Those songs for him really are few and far between. If you if you look at the number of in the club, you know, guest starring and, you know, type of stuff that he does now, it's like he's concerned about making sure he stays relevant. But now I feel depressed because I'm like, yo, again, are you I depressed felt, because something doesn't exist or you depressed because there's no hope for the future of this? I, I feel depressed because even if it does exist, I think the listener is not going to react to it and it's going to go away. This where we are at, where we are at musically, even if we hear something that you know that we would have reacted to in a different way uh, before, we're so we're so you know immersed in the bullshit as Jahan said a while ago that we wouldn't even we wouldn't even recognize it, even if it was right in front of our face. Right. Some of us would, Some you know, the people right. at this table would, right, right, right. but I'm saying in mass, I don't think we would. So you don't think that maybe Childish Gambino could spearhead a movement back towards this kind of stuff, whether it's right now with. Kawhi, his love concept album or something in the future, you don't think? He absolutely is the best hope. Mm-hmm. He he is the best hope. Mm-hmm. He is the best hope. You know, we need to give a shout out to Paris Perry, Isaac's son, 
who really is kind of hipped hipped us and me especially to Childish Gambino and 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 the work that he's doing. Yeah, we had a we, we had basically a dissertation by Paris <laughs> the other day last night as a matter of fact. Yeah, he laid it all out. <laughs> as Paris laid out to us, you know, he has a whole he's thinking about things in a completely different way. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And and let's be clear, this is a dude who's a uh, comedian who is an a- who is a writer who is an actor who is a rapper who is a R&B singer, singer, singer. who is a pop singer who is a producer because him and this uh, his boy. this Ludwig guy uh, yeah mm. Gorenson they they produced everything you know what I'm saying on on most of everything on because of the internet and definitely everything on uh, uh, Kawhi so he's thinking about to, to answer your question John yes to me he is the best hope and I, I hope this brother continues doing do, doing what he's doing but I'm very concerned My- that the light that he's shining is getting swallowed up by the darkness of all this other but BS. But my thing is he's never going to reach the point where he transcends the small audience that he has and is able to be the leader of the somewhat... I can't movement. say that. And the reason I, I can't say... I would never say that about... I would never say that about artists that they can't do it, but Sober, you know, is getting more traction as we speak. They just He just dropped a video for it and I'm fairly certain the record label put the money behind the video simply because it's now getting radio play. Mm-hmm. So... I see he can do it. I think he can do it. But again, let's say he himself, 808s was big. 808s was huge. Great. You know, everybody loved that album. Didn't change much. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Inspired some artists. But it really didn't start the, again, the sea change that we thought was going to happen. So that's why I say I feel like I'm a little depressed because I'm like, what? You know, yeah, one or two artists may do something, but when are we going to see a movement? I don't know. You know, you, you would hope that in this concept that somebody if, if Usher's not going to do it and if Chris Brown's not going to do it then maybe even goes beyond that and somebody like a Bruno Mars does it because what you know what but a, then he writes songs about fucking like a gorilla <laughs> you know what I'm saying that's his version of love <laughs> so you know with that and where, where where's the hope in this situation and, and you know what because let's, let's, what is a love song basically is for the average person they can't from a writing standpoint they can't express the way they're feeling in that way and then from a music standpoint so you find these love songs that say what you are feeling and that's why i open the show up by saying look what would you know our kids put on these these playlists for their girls or the girls that they're interested in we back in the day we tripped over songs we had to yeah. you could put out a you could yeah. find a different song every day of the week to tell some chick look this is what i feel now what do you know what I'm saying that's the part it's like man what are they it doing from this is how I feel that this is what I want to do right no it starts <laughs> off with I saw you now this is what I want to do exactly right exactly and then there's there's nothing in between <laughs> nothing and, in between <laughs> you know and like I said as I said earlier you're gonna have, they're gonna have to start when they do this it's gonna start 10 years it's gonna that's when they're starting right then and they're gonna go back from there so you'll feel that the R&B artists right now who are romantic like Jesse Boykins III Janae Aiko You'll feel that they can't. You know what? I'm glad you said that because there is there is one movement happening, and that's this whole uh, and the, your boys at the New York Times have a name for it, and I forgot. But this whole yeah, it's like um, slow, really slow um, gothic. Was it gothic, gothic type? Yeah, hip R and B. I got a name for it. What do you call it, Joe? <laughs> oh shit. Okay, so we have gangster rap. To me, this is angster R and B. Angster R and B. Okay, yeah, I'll I'll, I'm not that. mad at that. I'll okay. So yeah, we have that happening with uh, FK, FK Twigs, uh, with uh, Janae, uh, SZA to some degree. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a very yeah. kind of like melodic. Just third, as I said. Right, and it's I, I like it. I dig it. Um, I don't think it has the elasticity and yeah, the. Yeah, but say how long? How much? How much? Yeah, can you I don't think it has. <laughs> yeah, you can't. It, yeah, it really doesn't while, have yeah. the 
the uh, versatility of traditional what well, I even traditional but R&B and soul music you know so that, there is that movement happening and I think like a lot of what uh, my son listens to and hits me to is that type of music and I dig some of it you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying I really dig it but I don't know if it's going to lead to what we've been talking about you know yeah can you listen to 60 minutes of that non-stop by one artist I can listen to it in my when I'm working because <laughs> it's like background right right, right okay right <laughs> no I can listen to it I do listen to it regularly I like it very much and in fact, you know, we should have spoken about Jesse Boykins III more this episode. I mean, I think I think he's doing it as much as Childish is. You know, he's perhaps mm-hmm. more, it's less unexpected for him. But, you know, he's even calling his crew the romantic mm-hmm. movement. Not a good name. But Why? Go I like the name. It's a nice name. But yeah, I mean, I think I think we're agreed that it's still a minority of, of people. All right, let's go around the table. <clears throat> it's going to be rough. <clears throat> <laughs> what's what is your favorite what's your favorite love song of the last 365 days now let me just clarify are we saying yesterday and then 364 days or are we saying calendar 2014 2014 i was gonna say okay let me phrase Val- it that way i was then. gonna say from valentine's day 2014 yeah. to valentine's day right, 2015. That's, fine. that's fine that's perfect okay. so what's your favorite love song from this past year from Valentine's Day 2014 to does the word love have to be in the song does that technically make it a love song no I don't want to go first crickets (laughs) (laughs) nothing has dropped no I did mine 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 is is real simple but it's sad that's fine it's really sad Michael Jackson love never felt like this ooh that's That's a good one I know that's it I had a feeling I had a feeling yeah that's it damn but that, what makes it so that. sad is that it's a song that's done. It's not a new song. 82, it's a song right. done. Which version? Twenty first. Which version? I like oh, the solo. But I like the original version. The yeah. original version. The original version. So you're not even going for the one that was, man. And the night is gonna be just fine Gotta fly, gotta see, gotta be I can take it cause I'm looking for because it's just a it's just a great song and it's a great love song, but it's sad because you have to reach all the way back there to an artist that's not even alive anymore. Did Quincy produce the first one? I do not know. No, I don't think the version you're talking about is actually produced per se. It's it's just a demo. Yeah, it's just a demo on a vocal, so I don't know right. So yeah. But what I'm saying that's, that's a why good I, pick, though. that's what I think is sad because it's 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 that's what it is. Mm-hmm. It's a great song, period. But the fact that the cat who did it is not even alive, the fact that the song was done. 30 years ago still and holds it still holds it. that shows you how great mm-hmm. he was just basically on his own but to look at the best love song in the, since last Valentine's Day to this Valentine's Day to me for me to put that out there y'all not argue that's a problem <laughs> nah, you know what I'm saying that's a co-sign. problem I'm co-signing <laughs> right that's, yeah. that's, that's a great song alright who's next that's it I'll, I'll go before you <laughs> I mean, cause my you know what Cause when I say mine, you all the show may be done because all three of y'all might just take off the headphones. And just <laughs> okay, walk out. we'll save you for last. Then. <laughs> mm-hmm. 
Um, I, I got two. I got to scoop Jackson this one because I got a, a <laughs> one A and a one B. See, I'm like 808. I do some shit and then later on, right, years yeah, later, yeah. people we start catching catch on. Sitting on either. Either. <laughs> we mentioned uh, Marsha Ambrosia. Oh, I knew it. I knew it. I knew my it. My one A is uh, her, you and I. Friends and lovers had, and we've discussed that on the show before, you know, had potential that didn't really um, play all the way out. But that song, you and I, was like uh, the bolt of lightning yeah. that came out of nowhere on that album. It's like. Why cannot the rest of this album sound like this song? Um, very, I mean, I, the first time I really listened to it, I remember I was driving and it was, uh, I was driving at night and I literally, instead of going, I was headed home, but I just ended up driving around downtown, you know what I'm saying, Chicago, listening to this song over and over again. How long has it been since I did that? Yeah, like you said, um, out there, we don't know what he does in his car. <laughs> That's right. He's explaining it, it's all coming out now. Yep. So, um, but yeah, this, this song, Up Tempo, Happy. You know what I'm saying? Happy about being in love. Just Is it happy though? I mean, you know, she's saying dude is getting married. Uh, you know, his mom told her that he's getting married and she's kind of lost it and she wants to get back together. No, I said that I said the tr- I'm sorry, let me specify. It sounds happy. Yeah, it sound it sounds very upbeat and very happy. But yeah, yeah, you're right. The lyric is um can't we just but it's not it's not depressing in a way like okay, we will never be together. It's kind of from what I gather from it, it's like we got to make this work. You know what I'm saying? Because nothing like, there's nothing like you and I. I mean, if I was filming that video, I would show her doing the, uh, the grad, was it? The, uh, the, the Dustin Hoffman thing. Yeah, basically showing up at the, 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 uh, the yeah. church. But, um, but beautiful, beautiful track. And that was like the song I listened to, the love song that I listened to probably the most last year. But I got to be honest, man, this was the hardest thing to find. I just assumed that I would just run across this plethora of love songs. And it was like, it was again. It was the whole Eddie Murphy, you know, you in the desert. Somebody gives you a, a Ritz cracker. You know, what I'm saying somebody gives you a cracker mm-hmm. and you think it's a Ritz. Right, you know what I'm saying? Exactly, it was like, exactly. I was like, wow, this is we are really in the desert of love songs here. So it was hard for me to. When and I that's got in there, all genres, like, not just one genre. You stretch across right, the board. Right. Yeah, it's, it's it's hard. My other uh, pick was um, um, "Sad Girl" from uh, uh, Lana Del Rey's album. Ah, uh, and okay. her album, depressing. You know, very. That's you know, what I'm saying. Right. Was not right. optimistic right. at no. all. <laughs> But great love songs, just the other side, the dark side of love. Mm-hmm. But she sang about love. Suicidal in a very, she sang about love. love last year right. in a very uh, deliberate and beautiful way. So that was my other pick was uh, Sad Girl. All right, Jay. All right. Well, my pick is a modern day cover of a Brazilian Portuguese song, Velas. Now, the original's by Ivan Linz. I uh, showed up originally on Quincy Jones's The Dude. He redid it pretty soon afterwards on his own solo album, but his version's like real upbeat. Sounds like a party track. The version I'm talking about came out last year, um, and it's by Brandon Williams. Mm. Mm. Somebody else redid it? Oh, I heard that. I think I, I heard, heard that in London. Yeah, right, wow. right, right, right.
gorgeous, gorgeous, pensive, seductive, sensual version of the song. They have a beautiful string section, which is just so, so seductive. Nadia Washington sings the vocal. She's just got such, such a beautiful, beautiful, open, just a classic voice. And Nicholas Payton on trumpet, who kills it as as usual. Um, and Nadia Washington, I mean, she caresses the lyrics so, so beautifully. Honestly, I, I mean, I don't speak Brazilian Portuguese. I don't know what it's about. <laughs> it might be about washing cars for all I know, but... <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's a great word, you seductive in this conversation, because that's a lot of the things that is missing. Yeah, we don't... We were talking about love songs. Yeah, right. There's no real there's seduction There's no seduction. Song. It's straight to it, you know? So, yeah, no, that's a, that's I think, a good one. I think Omarion dropped an album called Sex Playlist, if I'm not, if I'm not mistaken. And it's like, you're right. There's no seduction. <laughs> it's like, None. I want, I want these young cats to know you do have to get a woman in a mood. Right, you, you would you would think so. Some maybe, kind of but way. maybe maybe they don't. Maybe the women change. Okay, so if R. Kelly came out, it would be. That's what I was, of, I was just about to say. Twelve play, it'd be one play. Right, right, one play. Right. <laughs> does, play. does he? Not to get back on another conversation, but does he play a role in this conversation that we have? Kells. Yes. Does R. Kelly play a major role? In this conversation that we have, please no more R. Kelly conversation. Can he be partial blame I think for he, us being I think he plays at this state? Yes, I'm talking about has his brand of music, what he's done, impacted this generation to the fact that I don't think so. Right, I'm saying the lack of love music that's being made right now. But, is, can but we, Scoot, can I would be, say I would say indirectly because Cass misunderstood. R was one of the type of writers who wrote, and we talked about this before, very directly. But his. If you look at his You Remind Me of My Jeep, which I hated, and then look at the compare that to the Step in the Name of Loves and the um, you know, a lot of the songs on Twelve Play, you know, uh, Seems Like You're Ready. He wrote very romantic songs, but these cats, they're not that's not their influence. They looking at the, you know, the Jeep and the, you know, this and that. Mm-hmm. So I think indirectly So the message got lost. He, yeah, the yeah. message may have gotten lost. Cause we did the show, I think what was that? There may have been our first show. Was he the last great R and B singer or something like that? Yeah, first second show. You know yeah. what I'm saying? It's like, yeah, he he set it out, but it, you know, you're also dealing with to your point earlier, this an enormous level of talent, you know what I'm saying, to pull that off. Mm-hmm. Um and he even, you know, what, uh, Love Letter came out maybe three or four years ago. Mm-hmm. Great love album. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? didn't do anything Mm -hmm. um he's past his prime you know as far as his his relevance in the culture but you know you know it's also you know we've talked to us before you gotta look at the record labels too we can't leave this this is not a purely artistic conversation Mm -hmm. of course we can't leave right good point we can't leave old gray white man out of this conversation (laughs) they the the controllers and the gatekeepers of this um just like in the movie industry they're gonna go with what's a sure bet you know Mm -hmm. what i'm saying what they figure Mm -hmm. is a sure bet Mm Um, so, you know, cats showing up with their R. Kelly demo on one hand, you know, the 12 play album or the uh, you got, you know, you remind me of my Jeep. In the other hand, they're going to go with the Jeep. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Are they going to go with the the Omarion sex playlist? You know what I'm saying? It's like <laughs> dude actually cool the album sex. Playlist. Yeah, I believe I, and right. I look and when we get off, but I'm almost positive it's called sex playlist or something like that. And it's like him reclined on the cover with a female thigh. It's just like. Yeah, it's 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 sad. <laughs> it's sad. We're a long way from "I Want You," man. We are we are light years away from "I Want You." You know, just to be clear, to wrap this whole kind of this show up, I think that we're not talking about 
songs that don't involve sex because some of the most explicit stuff you know i was listening to uh ready for the world the other day uh don't mention them around arthur yeah. <laughs> right arthur my swing, yeah, arthur, arthur, my swing they copy prince right <laughs> um but i forgot i completely forgot about the lyric where my man just basically he comes out just bold enunciates it articulates it you know you're so wet girl you mm-hmm. know what i'm saying it's like it ain't a background vocal and mm-hmm. it's like that's the lyric boom right there in your mm-hmm. face yeah. Like this was like, you know, straight and straight up. And Marvin, um, back in the 70s, you know, let's go home and fuck. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? So yeah. we're not advocating, you know, that singers don't express but themselves sexually. one line as opposed but, to four and a half minutes of nothing but that. And you know what? On that note, though, I will give, you know, I kind of earlier when I was talking about Beyonce, um, I'll, I'll give her some credit because Rocket is a very bold-faced sexual song, but it's a beautifully made and well-crafted song. Mm-hmm. She put a lot of even the whole album, you know, she put a lot of thought into that. So I'm not, I'm not mad at that at all. Yeah, you're absolutely right. Totally agree. D'Angelo and Rafael Sadiq put a lot of thought into that. Song. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. You got two. Okay. Yeah. And the reason I have two is because I, I, I really can't decide which one I like more than the other. I, I mean, they're, they're very close in theme and they're close in um, feel to me. Um, but Time by Prince. And... Okay. Another Life by D'Angelo. Mm. So both songs close mm. their respective albums. Mm-hmm. Both songs, I think, are... Well, Time, Prince's Time, I think is the best Prince song that he's put out in... Oh, years, definitely. I think it's about time got time The thing is that they're they're both they're both not sexual. Right. They are romantic. And time, Princess Time, talks more about in fact the lyric the, the chorus is um uh, I think it's about time. You're right. Yeah, that is right. the best Prince that track. That I in a get time, time. <laughs> you know, alone with you. Yeah, that's a banger. And D'Angelo's song, Another Life, really is like, you know, in a like and almost no, like no, Erica's no. next lifetime. Exactly. It's like you know, it's this is this conversation is going in his head. Mm-hmm. He's not actually speaking, you know, to 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 the interest so much as, you know, if the scenario was completely different, this this would definitely you know this would definitely go this way. And I just I love this. Ain't much to say about it. I mean, other than no, that, that is it's, it's refreshing. It's yeah. it's I love the outro that comes. I think after time with the. It's almost it's futuristic, and you know, good morning, Mr. Nelson. And you, the woman is talking. Oh, now. you like that? I, I I'm love not feeling that. That at inspired. All. I wrote a short story based off of that. You know, based off of that, that the inspiration of that track. I think Leanne Lehavis was really misused on that album. Not not like he used her, he, but he just he had a resource. When is the last time? When is the last time he did use a female artist correctly? He falls in love with the idea of these women, and then you know, positions. Well, he them. just places them incorrectly. Yeah, exactly, positions them in, in incorrect ways. But I mean, the the duet that he that he does on time with Andy is perfect. Mm-hmm. I think it's great. I think I think the vocal compliments. I think it's better than uh, "Beautiful, Love and Blessed" that he did with Tamar. Now that is uh, not not that um, 
not that it was a bad song, mm -hmm. but I'm just, but I just think this, this was work, done. This, this, this is much executed better. And then mm -hmm. he's got this brilliant bass solo mm -hmm. that closes the song out. It's, it's, it's a bang. It's a good man. coda. Yeah. It's amazing. We talked about this whole thing. We didn't mention uh, Tamar Braxton song. We didn't mention the Tony Braxton Babyface song. We didn't mention the Ruben Studded song. Yeah. I'm trying to think of all the people that came out with product that Again, would lend these, themselves in the love Except with the exception of Tamar, maybe all those people are skewing, though. Mm -hmm. Older. Mm -hmm. And I mean, okay, well, but we're just talking about general. I mean, this is like, fringe, We didn't but, pick one of their songs. Yeah, 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 one of yeah, ours. Yeah. So, you know, we're still we're searching and like bypassing all the stuff that they did. Yeah. Like, I like Ruben's album, and I was like, there was not one song that grabbed me. I'm like, all right, this may have been the best love song of the year. And hell, that's what Ruben Studded is supposed to do. This is it. He, mm -hmm. this, is, this is his lane. Mm hmm. You know, this is what Tony Tony Braxton and Babyface, their whole thing was about love, marriage, divorce, and it's still not one particular song that put. I still have not heard that album. Is I, I heard that album was it's good okay. though. It's so pretty. It's pretty good. But my point is that there was no one particular song that stood out to the point. I'm like, this is the best love song of this year from these people that are support. This is what they do. Part Regardless of, you of genre, though, you know part, what I'm saying. Regardless of, of age. Though, part of that though, I think, is that because. And even though there are exceptions, like I said, Rocket to me was a great slow jam. The slow jam is just dead, man. It's like nobody who. But like I mentioned, Avery Sunshine, the ugly side of it to me is a great record, but it's not a love song. Mm -hmm. Really, it's about there's, like there's a difference though between a love song and a slow jam. We yeah. talked about that, right? So well, it's like yeah. where even Arthur's pick. Mm -hmm. Mid-tempo joint You right. know what I'm saying I think I mean, they're, My they're, pick Mid-tempo yeah, you know My pick They're, they're, not, pick, they're not slow right, jams right, They're very romantic right. I don't know But I'm saying Just you know as a, separate yeah, argument, yeah. as a separate part Of the conversation The slow jam is like Is maybe not dead But it's dying A slow death mm -hmm. Like nobody you Or know, at least on hiatus Optimistically on, on, on hiatus But yeah I, I just like both songs it's, I just on, feel it's, on like, life, it's on life support I just feel like Sometimes romanticism You know Is best expressed When it's not openly expressed like slow songs still get made, just as we said, not in the way that we might necessarily like. It's not, it's not, it's not, it used to be mainstream though, Jay. You know what I'm saying? The it's, it's not music. I mean, it's not, music isn't that thing that drives. It used to be the thing that drove that, and now it's coming in other forms, I guess. Maybe it's poetry. Do you have another one? You're done, right? That was it. That was what it. a depressing yeah, you, way you, you, to you, end you, the Valentine's that Day. That guy <laughs> and then that other guy. Yeah, that, that guy and the other guy. John, take us out on a hopeful note for all the Valentine's Day listeners. Huh. Um, okay, okay. Well, to all our listeners, don't let these guys depress you. There is hope. Happy Valentine's Day. I'm <laughs> sorry. <laughs> This has been episode 35 of the Music Snobs Podcast. My name is Arthur, and I thank you for listening to us. We are online at themusicsnobs.com. The full show library streams at soundcloud.com slash themusicsnobs. Our Twitter handle is Total Music Snobs, and our In The Mix series can be found on mixcloud.com slash themusicsnobs. Uh, show notes on Flipboard on your iOS, Windows, phone, and Android devices. Thank you. <laughs>